Today is Tuesday, April 14th. This is the Call to Action podcast, and we are joined by Western Michigan head men's basketball coach Clayton Bates. Coach Bates, good morning, and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Good morning to you. It's a pleasure to be here. Coach, uh, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, you were you were kind of named head coach, I, I want to say almost like under the radar with everything going on uh, in the country and just the timing and everything. Talk about from uh, kind of around tournament time to being hired just and then and then taking over the duties just you know give us an update and how that all went about and uh, you know it's, it had to be a crazy time for you as well. It certainly has been a whirlwind. Um, first of all we're incredibly appreciative of the opportunity here. We have been at Western for I think 17 years now as an assistant coach Obviously, the administration decided to make a change in our coaching staff um, that affected all of us. And then probably at the worst time imaginable in the country, you know, when, when, when the change was made, conference tournaments were still going to go on. The NCAA tournament life was normal. You know, as we know it, schools were still in session. And then almost immediately when a decision was made, almost immediately everything in the world just changed so incredibly fast. And so I think the ability for the university to add some stability to the basketball program, some stability to our student athletes, who not only was their world turned upside down, literally in terms of schools over or schools go home, in-person school is over, we're going to go to distance learning, everyone go home to be safe, their basketball world was turned upside down. And that's just a lot of instability for anybody, especially people who are 18 to 22 year old young men. And so the decision was made, and we we're incredibly fortunate to be a part of the university. Uh, we're excited about the stability that we can bring. We're, we're excited about keeping this group together, and it's an exciting opportunity. Yeah, you talked about being kind of thrust in the role like pretty, pretty quickly. How is, how, what's the biggest change, I guess, for you moving from an assistant to a head coach in this like, trying time, I guess? I think the the biggest thing in our mind we fear every day, first is most important is our team. Um, you know, we, we can't be together. Uh, and that's something that is just hard when you're always on a team. We, every day we meet up at two o'clock to lift weights or to practice. And every day there's a routine and there's a camaraderie, there's a brotherhood in that. And now we've all gone to our own homes, wherever we are. We have young men from Florida, we have young men from Canada and everywhere in between. And keeping them together, being able to answer those questions, give them um, answers or questions that they naturally have that we all have, I think is our biggest priority. And so myself, and then I was able to keep a couple of the guys who were on our staff, we really focused on our guys. Yeah. Obviously after then, after you've got to, we've got to concentrate on adding people to our roster. And uh, that's very challenging and then in today's environment. You're asking young men and their families to make decisions virtually. Um, which is not normally how the process happens. And so that's a challenge. Um, I think we can't complain about it, though. Um, not that we should complain about it. It's what everyone's having to do. And so we just have to work every day and put our best foot forward to build a relationship and trust with student-athletes moving forward. Yeah, Coach, yeah, I mean, again, it's, uh, it's crazy, and you have to kind of adapt to the virtual setting of everything. How have you stayed in touch with your current guys and – guys who we're bringing into the program this coming year what, what type of things have you been doing certainly uh 
telephone calls, text messages, those are obviously easy to do. Uh, we've, we've started using obviously the, the virtual, the Zoom that we're using right now. Uh, we've done that a lot. We've encouraged our guys to, to take ownership in this as well. It's not just the coaches reaching out to the players. Obviously, the players need to communicate with the players, players, the coaches. We really wanted to create um, our family. Even like I said, even though we're not together, we have to be together in this. And so we've got to work, obviously, within, within the NCAA rules to do that. Um, but we've done that. But any means necessary um, that we can come a hold of. Obviously, you've got to be creative in the recruiting aspect of this right now. Um, you've got to be able to do that. But the great thing is, is young people are really uh, probably farther along the technological curve um, than, than some of than, than others. And so getting them to on the phone or they know how to zoom better than better than we know how to zoom. I can tell you that. <laughs> and then also just, I mean, coach Hawkins was Dean of coach, you know, he's been in our league forever. I've known him. I've known you. I mean, since I've, I feel like it's since I've been at the Mac, uh, when, when was your first, year I mean I know you were there and then you left and you came back right what was that I year was, when uh, my first year at Western was 2000 so 2000 and I was you... there I went for to Wright State for two years right. and then came back but yes um, so when so you yeah, came back year. what year would that have been and you're putting it on me now so <laughs> you know I, I'd have to look the exact number I mean the exact year I'm not great at that but for us um yeah, I basically lived here for basically, let's just call it 20 years. Okay. Uh, my wife yeah. is from here. Um, my daughters were both born here. This is home for us. And yeah. so the ability to stay and be here and be part of this community and be part of this university is, is tremendous for us. And kind of the question where I was going, my question was, I mean, how much have you stayed in contact with uh, Hawk and what words of wisdom or, or anything did he give you now that you're the head coach? Sure. So Coach Hawkins and I talked um, before I got the job. Um, obviously, this is an incredible, tra difficult transition um, for everyone involved. I think the, the appreciation that we have, that everyone should have for Coach Hawkins, you know, for all the years that he was here, the program that he built, um, the successes that he had, not just on the court, but uh, the success our student athletes off the court in the classroom and stuff are remarkable. I think we all should be as a university, and I know I am incredibly appreciative of everything he did uh, for the university. I think admittedly, the timing of everything was was difficult. It always is. Um, but uh, what coach the, the mark that, that that coach Hawkins left on this program is is remarkable. I was going to say, I know you've worked for him for a long time, but is there one kind of message that in his coaching philosophy that you, you're going to continue to implement with the, uh, your guys? Coach Hawkins had an unbelievable ability to really adapt and work with our guys. And he wasn't such someone who was just incredibly set in his ways, that it was my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you've got to have rules and parameters and things like that. But he was so he had the patience to work with young men and let them grow through some of their mistakes. And I always respected that. And I told him, we, we, had we had talked about that over the years, just his ability to be flexible, to be adaptable, to let people come along um, at their own pace, but within the team concept, if that, may even, if that makes sense, but allow them to grow. He was, he was very, very good at that. And that's something that uh, I've always thought about. I need to I do a better job of, and I hope that I will. What are some things that 
you think you will bring new to the program? Sure. And, and I, as I, as I told our guys, and I mean this with a hundred percent respect towards Steve, I mean, obviously I'm not coach Hawkins, you know, and that's not a criticism by any means at all. And I wouldn't want that. He's not me, you know, and I, I don't mean that in any criticism. Um, I think, I think a new personality, I think a new way of doing things sometimes doesn't mean that it's better, but sometimes a different approach um, can spark new ideas and new energies and things like that. I think being able to keep Thomas Kelly on our staff and Jake Bullock on our staff do a remarkable job. I think there's going to be a lot of similarities. There's certainly going to be that. But just a different personality, a different way of doing things. Um, certainly sometimes, like I said, again, does not necessarily equal everything is better. You know, a new is not always better. Um, but I think obviously having a new, new energy and a new vibe around things can really help. That's transitioning, uh, transitioning out of basketball a little bit. I know you have uh, two daughters. Uh, what are you guys kind of doing as a family to stay in touch uh, through quarantine? Well, we kind of went, you know, as I joke with people, you know, there's the, they always, people talk about the stages of grief and uh, <laughs> we've kind of gone through the stage. So first of all, our, it's been named in our house, Coronacation is what we're on right now. So we're on, <laughs> that's what we've named like it. it. So, so we went through, uh, this is great. There's no school, school's out till whenever. This is great. Like awesome to after about four or five days. Now, how long are we going to do this? Um, how long is this going to last really, uh, to my goodness, I've never wanted to go back to school so far and so bad in my life we went through. And now we're at the point where I think we're all kind of in a, in a good routine. Um, we're all, um, we're certainly enjoying, I think one of the things that's the, the silver lining in this, if there is one is the amount of time we're getting to spend together as a family. Um, like every family you're running around from place to place. And a lot of times you're kind of two ships passing in the night. Um, but to be able to spend the time together, play board games, do puzzles, watch shows, um, just sit and talk, you know, watch a movie. And we've really tried to do, we've really tried to embrace the, the times that we're spending together. Is there a board game that you're unstoppable in? <laughs> probably what the, what, what probably causes the most arguments in my house is we have a we. Oh, and, yeah. uh, so there are some very intense, um, uh, my, both of my daughters and my wife are, are, are very competitive. They'll tell you that uh, it's nothing near me, which I'll debate with them. They're both pretty, pretty competitive. But some wee tennis matches, some wee bowling matches have gotten really out of hand here. And uh, there's an argument about, in our family, there's a, we're trying to rank who's the number one bowler in the house, who's the number one. So there's a constant one through four ranking in our house of your, of your skills on the Wii right now. Where do, where, where do you stand on there? I'm, the, I'm number one in all of them. Let's just be clear. <laughs> I mean, there's no really discussion about this. I love it. I, I used to have a Wii. I wish I had a Wii right now. My, my kids are little, but I, I don't know if they would be able to grasp. Probably. Probably. My, uh, we, 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 have a, we don't have – we've had a Wii. It's been down in our basement, and our kids really never use it. Uh, not, they just hardly have really used it. Well, yeah. now um, we brought it upstairs into the – you know, main part of the house or whatever, I guess you say. And we just connected it to one of the TVs and we kind of made our, our living room or, I mean, we don't really use it a ton anyways. It's now the gaming room. So yeah. we've got that in there. And so we're, we're, we've got it all set up. You mentioned you've been watching some shows too. What, uh, what have been some of your go-tos during the time? Well, to be fair, Jeremy, I don't know when I say we've been watching some shows, how much dad's been included in that. Got it. Got you. <laughs> 
but we've got the Netflix account is is being used. I know we've got a lot of Grey's Anatomy. We've got uh, we're 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 back again on House of Cards, which is which is really really good. I'm a little mad because I got through season one of Ozark uh, mm -hmm. before uh, this was made. The change was made, and since then, um, I haven't been able to watch too much much TV. But I'm they're sure. into that. Um, uh, I know Friday Night Lights went on for a while. Mm -hmm. I tell you, the one I was on during the interim, which I've always loved, is The West Wing. Okay. You know, it's an NBC show, but yep. uh, it was fun. But we're yeah, we're I heard that show All really American, I think, is a big thing too. Yeah. I got Eric. I got a lot of our office. Yeah. A few of us got, uh, before this all happened uh, on Ozark, and I think oh. everyone's glad that we did. Yeah, I finished it in a, a week and a half. <laughs> Have you guys seen uh, Bloodline? No. So Bloodline is uh, Kyle, I think it's Kyle Stanley. He was uh, um, Coach Chandler in uh, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Um, I'm sure he's been in other stuff, but it's uh, based in the Keys. It's uh, about a family who, a dysfunctional family who runs kind of a bed and breakfast. Uh, it's three seasons long. It's really, it's it's really good. You should check uh -huh. it out. It's good. Uh -huh. Blood, Bloodline. It's good. I've and Jeremy, your mic's cutting out a little yeah. bit, boss. Hold on. My my last one that I've been uh, that I've started is Peaky Blinders. I've gotten oh, that finally. Yeah. Finally. A lot of, a lot of comments on it. It's a yeah. little slow moving at the start here, and I shouldn't watch it late at night. I, I tell you, I, I don't know how before all this, my, my wife stays home with the kids. I don't know how she does it every day <laughs> uh, because by the time I try to flip something on at the end of the night, it's it's over. I mean, I need a show that's very high energy or else I'm, I wake up and it's 2.30 in the morning and I'm still on the couch. So. I can tell you the one that we is always a go-to is the one that's behind you right there on, your, uh, on the yeah. wall right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's my go-to background. It's right there. That's this twenty minutes of laughter. It's the <laughs> yeah. office. No, it never gets old. The office. Do you have a favorite character? Oh man, that'd be tough. I mean, I, I won't say Michael because that's a that's like a for sure thing. Um, Kevin. Kevin. It's always fun. It's one of my favorite things. I mean, no one. <laughs> everyone has the same thing. They they all want to say Michael, but everyone has someone different. Yeah, Who's yours? Amazing. There's so many characters. Everyone has someone different. Who's yours? It's got to be Dwight. Dwight? got to be Dwight. I'm going to go out, out of the box. I'm going to say um, Creed. I, you're such That's a Creed guy. One of my daughters yeah. is Creed. He's just, it's, <laughs> he's so quiet and mysterious. I love it. I would have so put good. you for sure, Creed. I would have. I would have. <laughs> I would have. I don't know why. I just know. But. He's got dark humor, man. It's funny. <laughs> I always, I always tell people that the thing about The Office for me is that you are always uncomfortable watching the show. Yep. Yes. Michael Scott just makes you uncomfortable the entire time. No doubt. No doubt. I love it. Um, we were going to talk. You talk about how competitive your your family is uh you played hoops um your wife is a volleyball player right my wife played volleyball in yeah. college she did and then your daughter so with with that being said with you the basketball route and your wife the volleyball route which way are your daughters do they lean either way so both of my daughters are um gung-ho 100 percent crazy for volleyball um they both play my wife played at Pittsburgh, was a really good player, was an all-Big East player at Pittsburgh. She got into college coaching, and uh, where we met, she coached here at Western. 
for two years at Western. She probably coached, was an assistant coach for maybe the best volleyball team they've had here, you know, when, when Kathy George was here. Um, both of my daughters have given basketball a stab. You know, they both, I, I, you know, they both tried it. Um, and then uh, they both moved to other sports, which is completely fine. They've done soccer, they've done cross country, they've done other things, but um, they both really have the volleyball bug. Um, it's a lot of fun. My wife gets to coach um, usually one of their teams each year. Nice. Uh, so when on their travel team, so it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. I was going to say, is there a, a difference between road trips for volleyball and road trips for basketball for you? So when we first, when my daughters first started got, getting into travel volleyball, I thought that I was supposed to have a role in what goes on. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to maybe make suggestions for food or, you know, honey, you need to eat something between matches. You know, you've got three matches today. You need to do this. You need to do that. And um, that was obviously a big mistake. Um, <laughs> what I've learned is what my job is. I am the, I am the director of volleyball operations. I get a hotel. I get us to place to place. When I'm told to go get food, I go get food. Um, I'm supposed to know where all the local restaurants are. Um, but I have no role in the volleyball part of things whatsoever. And uh, I learned that quickly. And that's probably been the best thing that's happened for me. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's tough, I'm sure. You, yeah. Jeremy, you're going to get in that, uh, that world very soon, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which way they're going to lean. My, my kids will not be blessed with height uh, whatsoever. Um, so I don't know. It could go the <laughs> soccer route. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Our well, little girl loves soccer. My wife is clearly the best athlete and the best coach in our family. So they're, they're in good hands. If they were stuck with me, they'd have problems. <laughs> well, you had a run, though. You, you played ball at Florida. I did. And um, you were in Final Four, correct? Correct. correct. Uh, talk about that experience. I mean, I know it's way back now, but uh, just being Come a part on. of it. <laughs> I got I'm starting to get up there too. So anytime I can make sort of an age joke, I, I right. it's not, it wasn't a joke. It wasn't meant right. at least, but go back to that, uh, that final four, um, just what you remember about it, uh, playing at Florida and, and being part of a program, being part of such a, you know, epic event that, uh, unfortunately we, we don't have this year. Yeah. yeah. It was an incredible experience. I think it's something that you can try to talk to people about and, and tell them about, but it's truly one of those things that you have to experience it. Um, we had a really special team. We had a really special group. Uh, Lon Kruger was our coach, who is um, maybe, the, maybe the, the, the most genuine, sincere person in college basketball. He's an incredible, incredible person. But just the ride you, we went on. So we went on a stretch of basically it's a month when you really do this. So you play in your conference tournament. And so we lost in the finals of that. And so you come home which is a Sunday, you have selection Sunday, and then you hit the road, you know, for three weeks for the tournament, but you're at the SEC tournament for a week too. So it's a month. Yep. And the attention, the stakes, the atmosphere, everything just keeps getting ramped up to a whole new level. And then when you combine that at Florida where it had never been done before, and so no one had ever reached that level. So the excitement, uh, every weekend you would fly back home and the crowd at the airport was bigger and bigger. Yeah. And we were with Reebok at the time. And I mean, it was like, great job on the SEC tournament. Here's a t-shirt. And then you get <laughs> back and you're about to go to the final four and here's a box full of 
they want you wearing everything. And it was just funny because the first weekend we're in New York and so they're sending us coats. And then the next weekend we're in Miami and they're sending us flip flops and tank tops. <laughs> you know? So it was just really neat. And then the 94 final four was the last final four not held in a dome. It was in oh. Charlotte. And so it was a quaint atmosphere. Bill Clinton comes when he's the president and it was just a unique um, unique experience that, uh, that, that, that we got to be a part of. It was great. It was incredible. I didn't realize till right now that that was, uh, that year that Florida's first final yeah. four. That's, that's yeah. awesome. I was yeah. going to say Florida's had such great, uh, had a great run in the early two thousands and stuff too. I mean, do you have like a fab five, I guess, of Florida uh, basketball players? Well, put them on the spot. Put me on the spot. Yeah. Well, certainly let's be, I got, a, I, got, that, I got sure. a couple, I got a couple in mind, but I'm sure you can give me more than, well, I mean, certainly I think we had some really good players when Coach Kruger was there. And then obviously when Coach went to Illinois, Billy Donovan came in and, and obviously had an incredible amount of success with his teams. But, you know, certainly the group that won the back-to-back -back national championship is, yeah. is you know, legendary, obviously. And they've got, you know, you have three first-round draft picks on the team and all right. that. But even since then, they've continued to produce really, really good players and a lot of NBA guys. You know, it's it's – the talent, the growth in the program, you know, certainly I think from when coach took over in, in 91 and then now over the last, gosh, you know, 30 years now, the growth of Florida's program. I grew up in Gainesville. That was my hometown. Basketball really never had any success. And then now the, what, the, what it's turned into as part of the importance and the culture and the city down there is incredible. I'll always remember watching that uh, national championship game. Most of my family is from Columbus. Um, so that game with Greg Oden and Mike Conley right. against uh, Florida was always a good one. Right, right. Good game, good yeah. times, good memories. That was that was actually one of my first, you know, as a conference basketball person. We got we would help out with the credentialing and everything at the Final Four, and that that was in Atlanta, right? Ohio State. When when Ohio I'm, State. I'm not Florida? great at this one. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it was one of my first Final Fours uh, that I was a part of was when Florida. That that would have been starting with with like eric said uh that team and i'm I'm pretty sure it was atlanta at least one of the years so i think one was in india i want to say also I, yeah I, had this, I think but i'm not 100 percent positive the indie one might have been for, actually that might be right the indie one might have been the first one is that maybe with right. george mason george mason made it made it yeah i think they beat yeah. they beat uh michigan state or did Michigan okay. State beat them? Is that, is that how that one went? Which one? It sounds. It sounds right. It sounds right. I, I'm. I'm vaguely remembering it too. I'm not great about that either. But I remember um, along those times. Yeah, Billy. Billy D had had things rolling. For unbelievable sure. Unbelievable job. Unbelievable well, job. As we sort of start to wrap this up, what what's one thing and take out of coaching and everything of that? What's like the one thing now that we're all locked inside and having to stay home that you just really miss being able to do? You personally, you know, take family out, take um, coaching out, just one thing that you can't wait to, to go and do yourself once this is all said and done. Well, just for me personally, I love, I love to play golf. Um, I can't play enough golf. Um, I live a couple miles away from a public course and I'm there at 6:45, you know, every morning. Well, every morning that I can, even if it's just to walk nine holes, I can walk nine holes in an hour and be to my office at 8, 8:15. And I love doing that. I love the hour of quiet and peace and all like that. So personally, 
I really miss being able to do that just for myself. The thing that was hard for me, um, all of this, the thing that's maybe been hardest for me is, you know, with, with the activities that, that my, that our daughters were in, you miss a lot of it. Um, you know, just because of our season and the things that go on along with that. And when our season ended, there was a real opportunity for me to go be on the road with the family and go to some tournaments and do some things like that. My daughter and I were supposed to go to Indianapolis for a weekend together, just me and her. Um, and for me, I mean, she was excited about the volleyball. I was excited about getting to spend three days, you know, on the road, just me and her. Yeah. So missing out on that and missing out on those times was, was probably the most disappointing when they started canceling everything. Um, that was disappointing. Just again, missing those, those memories that, you know, that, that, that you get to make, but we're getting to make our own right now at home. And so it's not all lost. Right. Um, I'm with you on the golf. Uh, <laughs> I've been talking about it. And in fact, if it was a little warmer, I don't know at this point if our courses are closed. I know for a while they weren't closed, right. Right. Uh, but, that is definitely at the top of my list. Uh, my wife grew up, her dad was a golfer, loved to play. Not he, he was not a golfer in the fact that he was, but he loved to play golf and he could play all, he wanted to play all the time. And that's my wife just grew up with it. And so my parents, when they were alive and my, my friends joke with me that I married her because I used to ask her before we have kids, I'd say, honey, I'm going to play golf on Saturday. You know, and she'd say, oh, great. Are you playing 18 or 36? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So they would joke with me that that's why I asked her to marry me. Of course, it's not. (laughs) Let's get that clear. It didn't hurt. But of course, that's not the reason. Do you guys uh, both have a have a I know it was canceled, but did you have a prediction for who was going to win the Masters this past weekend? Well, who would your choice have been? Well, I would have liked to have seen personally, I would have liked to have seen a couple of, I'm, I, I like three guys. I would have liked to have seen Rory do it just to complete the grand slam. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm Matt Kuchar is probably my favorite player. Um, nice. And so I'd love to see him break through. Um, but probably if you said to me, the one that would probably be the best feel good story for me is Jordan Spieth. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the guy was on top of the world. Um, he had, you know, and, and I mean, just to see the change and what's been able to happen in him, I don't know why. Um, obviously, I don't know any of these guys personally. He seems like a, a terrific guy. Um, not that he's struggling by any means. I mean, he's obviously doing okay. Yeah. But I don't know what it ha- I don't know what's happened. And I, I, I just think it'd be good for the game if he could bounce back. Did you watch on Sunday? Did you watch the, the Masters that they re-aired? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I wish it was, I could have. Uh, I didn't. It was, I, I thought that they were going to re-air it, but they ended up having Jim Nance on there and yeah. Tiger talking okay. throughout the round. It, it was pretty cool. And that final moment, man, that is, yeah. as, as someone who watches golf, a lot of people are like, how can you watch golf? Right. And watching that all over again, I'm like, well, if you need any indication of why, like watch this. And uh, I, took, I took Eric to his first tournament last year. Yeah. Where'd you um, go? It was great. We went to the memorial. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh who ended up winning? Um oh Patrick uh Cantley ended yeah. up oh, winning yeah, it. Cantlay. But we went on the opening day. So he he got to experience the you know, the tiger, how everyone just moves oh, with tiger. But oh, yeah. but it's uh we, we camped out pretty much by a hole and uh yeah, it's a great time. I can't wait to get back and not just playing, but maybe getting to another tournament. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we got to watch. We got to watch that first day. I think it was Phil and Ricky in a group. Yeah, so yeah. we were following them around for a little bit. Right. Awesome. Always right. a good time. Well, what what's the top place in? Uh, where where do you like playing in Kalamazoo? What are some courses out there? 
I'll play anywhere. I really don't care. I'll, I'll I mean, just I, I, I'll play. I, I'm the seven. I'm the I'm the seven o'clock guy. I'm an yeah. early morning guy. Mm-hmm. I like to get out there. Um, but really, any place. I mean, we live right by Millam Park, which is a public course here in town, and it's a very very good track. You know, we like that. There's obviously some private places yeah. here in town, but you know, um, there's a couple here in town that just have. There's a couple out near uh, South Haven, which is about half an hour away near Lake Michigan. That's got mm-hmm. a link style course, um, kind of re- right near the lake. Um, but I've traveled up north and gone on some golf trips up north with some buddies. And golf in Michigan is really good. Golf in northern Michigan is uh, is is something else with the terrain and the lake and and all of that. It is there are some really really neat tracks uh, in Michigan for sure. Nice. Well, hey, maybe next time I'm in Kalamazoo, we'll have to make. Uh, I'll have to put the sticks in the car. Put them in there. Put them in there. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I I'd love to. So, um, Coach, uh, again, want to thank you for the time today. Um, hopefully, we all get back to as close to normal as we can very soon, and you can start meeting with your guys again, and yeah. and really taking hold of of your first year as head coach. It's clearly sure not uh all things considered not the way you want to go about it but i'm sure you're also excited about you know getting this going and and taking hold like you mentioned of of putting your own spin on things uh and bringing that new stuff so um again uh thank you for your time and uh best of luck to you your family and we'll talk soon thanks so much for having me i hope you guys stay safe and healthy and anything we can do on our end please let us know Sounds good. Thank you so much. much. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. You too. Return of the man. Return of the man. Come on. Return of the man.